Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. me tonight i am very excited uh, i have another guest from one of my favorite shows makers misfits uh this time we have the resident role player of the group uh and we're going to talk about some of the crazy decisions that have been made uh in this first season so yeah if you would like to introduce yourself hi i'm nathan i play i guess two characters i guess now this is kind <laughs> yeah. of like i bounce between two uh the gnome sorcerer, uh, fidget slash Beshi on the show Makers Misfits. Yeah, awesome man. Well, welcome onto the show. Um, super excited to have you here. But uh, yeah, where where I always like to start is like, how did you get into nerd stuff? Oh, I think I was. Uh, I think uh, it's right from the start. I was screwed. Yeah. Uh, like I just. Uh, it, it, it's just. It's just like I have terrible terrible eyesight and it i had i when i was like a toddler i had like these thick grandpa style uh classes <laughs> so uh and i i just read i read a lot as a kid and i yeah. kept reading i think books were like my first my first i think i think overall i'm a big book nerd mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah and then it just diverged into cartoons and then to games and then to like and then eventually into a tabletop and rpgs and board games and all that stuff like those i think those things are like my big my big like thing yeah. for the past like 10 years <laughs> that's awesome yeah i feel like i have this impression in my head and I, I i've honestly never asked joe or zach like how old all of you are in comparison mm-hmm. to each other but i feel like you're the oldest am i wrong in that by like a few weeks, okay. months, you know, uh, I, uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, this is the year that we, the most majority of us will be turning 30. Nice. Uh, except for, uh, Welcome. Zach and my brother, Marcus, who's, who's uh, five years younger than me. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, well, dang. So that must've been quite the dynamic. So, you know, like from your perspective, what was the, what was it like growing up there in Sacramento? I mean, for me, it was just like, like when you look back at it, like now, now that I'm like, I'm, I'm like 30 and like, you look back at like when you're like, you're in school and stuff for me, it felt more like a childhood movie. Cause it was like, um, (laughs) especially in middle school where that's when the majority of us like actually became real close friends and hung out all together. Yeah. Me and Chris lived down the street from each other and we both lived within walking distance of our school. Yeah. So we would, the, the, there would be, there was, there was like eight of us at the time. We would just a pack of middle school boys <laughs> just <laughs> walk from school to his, to his house and just hang out there and, Play. So like for me, it's just kind of like there's a lot of just like just like movie moments, you would say, where it's yeah. like just like us walking down the street, jaywalking, us riding <laughs> bikes, us doing this back and forth to each other's houses. And so, I mean, for me, Sacramento, for, but like for me, uh, Sacramento it felt very small, uh, even though like it's pretty big, like suburban city. It's yeah. like the capital of California, pretty big. But for me, my small scope of South Sacramento just seemed always small. And like I'm. Uh, I moved out like when I was 19 to San to the Bay Area, San Francisco, and I stayed there for like a decade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whereas like Joe went to school, went to school, and then came back to Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, Elmer, same thing, school, and then came back. Chris went to school, and then kind of like didn't go back to Sacramento, but kind of still like kind of around the area, and yeah. then and then you know Zach made made the big move to Chicago first, like seven years ago, and then like my fiance uh got into uh a, a master's program here in in chicago and i was like let's do it i got nothing holding me back i don't yeah. i'm i'm a free spirit i'll go anywhere and thrive anywhere <laughs> yeah that's awesome how uh, what was it like in san francisco when you were there very surreal and sad uh <laughs> it, no it's because like i'm like uh uh i you saw uh, i i do art and like I, I know yeah. I don't I don't post a lot, but like yeah. I just it's just like it's just been like my thing now where I've been posting older stuff. But I initially went to San Francisco to study art and okay. to pursue that. Um, and for me, things didn't go really work out really well. Me and school aren't exactly we don't see eye to eye a lot, so like I kind of yeah. like just stopped. But um, I went there for art and I did a lot of art stuff. I I was part of theater. I did I did a bunch of, bunch of I did some plays. I did a bunch of like art things. And then I diverged into working full time and like in kitchens and stuff. And within those 10 years, I saw San Francisco turn from like this kind of like artistic boho dream into a tech city. Yeah. And it, it kind of crushed me a little bit because it, 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 it literally pushed me out. Like I, I couldn't afford to live there anymore. I, yeah. I, moved, I moved outside of SF to a place called Daly City, which is like a, a suburb right outside of it. And like a lot of people were getting pushed out from SF to like Oakland and the people who lived in Oakland got pushed out even further out. And it was just like, I, I knew friends who could just couldn't like afford to live there or they lived there, but they would be shacked up with like 10, 12, 15 other people in like this, like makeshift house. Yeah. So it was, that's, yeah, it's crazy that all of that change has like completely turned the city around like or turned it upside down really because um yeah like you said it's a completely different place than what it used to be i remember years ago talking to a friend who 
she was like an older woman and she had a daughter that had just graduated and same thing, like went to San Francisco to go work and do, I don't know. She was like fucking studying law or some shit, but either way it was just like, and just like, yeah, like the way she talked about it was like this, this dream space. And mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's, uh, it's just wild. It's just, Sucks. you know, just things just like, I mean, I, I understand like, I'm I like I like to think of myself as like pretty like oh yeah tech future I, I, lo- I love tech I love like stuff like this yeah but then the, I'm also like very like there's also like the part of me that's like but like you don't have to ruin things you don't <laughs> you, you can innovate but you don't have to just like you know just like force change and like destroy other people's lives and stuff like that to like to like to succeed yeah it's just really it's just like and I and like I think I have a very very unique kind of skewed version of it because like i said i worked in kitchens i i, I was I, I worked for a catering company and then i got worked full time for a for a, a corporate dining company where uh we would just staff like cafeterias for these big tech companies mm-hmm. and i worked inside i worked inside a google office for the majority of my time there and the way that the way they treated us but then also the way they treated each other was horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was, it was terrifying to, to watch it. That's awful. Yeah. It, and it's tough. I mean, yeah. And then with the wages and everything else and the cost of living, just going through the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so you went from San Francisco to, or um, daily city to Chicago, right? Yep. Yep. In the, in, yeah. the, in the middle of the pandemic. yeah i mean it was it was very it was a it was kind of like a very like bizarre thing because my fiance got already got accepted and then Mm -hmm. it was like and then like like we were we were planning we were planning everything out and then march 2020 happened yeah i i got i got fired from a different place this is after i left google but i got fired from the place i was working at currently because they're basically shutting down all the stores that were not like making money so mm-hmm. they just let me go and yeah and then i was like well you know why don't i just like i i applied for unemployment <laughs> and then I, yeah. I got that and then and then my fiance also got fired from her school job and then she applied and then we're just like let's just like go home let's, let's, like she went home to where she was from in la and i went home to sacramento and we just like kind of like stacked up as much as yeah. we could and then we just did the move because it's like this we have we still have to go like you still got accepted to school and they're still gonna be doing learning but like we sh- we shouldn't put off the move you know yeah. we should still like try and like and it worked out everything worked out and it was kind of like it was, it was very strange i don't i don't like to say it because like I, the pandemic was really like a terrible thing mm-hmm. and a lot of people happened but like for my personal experience it was a strange cloaked blessing that allowed me to move to this part of my life. And I will be like grateful for that. But like at the same time, it's like, yeah, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I definitely understand. I think there's a quote that I'm going to, I'm about to butcher, but it's something like adversity uh, breeds creation, creativity or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that, I think that the pandemic did that for a lot of people. It changed mm-hmm. how we looked at the world and how we, uh, looked at our time with each other, with uh, the things that we enjoyed in our lives and made us say, yeah, uh, I guess I'm going to do something that I enjoy because, you know, I could get sick and 
die or have my life completely changed by this thing. So uh, yeah. might as well start now, which, you know, you see the boom of, you know, TTRPG podcasts and, mm-hmm. and other podcasts in general, really. But because uh, everyone has time. Yeah, because everybody's <laughs> got time. Everybody's got time. Everybody's already on Zoom calls. Everybody's already like upgrading equipment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just made sense. Um, did, when you, so are you like close now where you can like hang out with, um, cause you said Marcus is out there too, right? Yeah. Yeah. My, my brother also like at the same time, like yeah. he was, he was applying to colleges and then he also got into, uh, university out here too. So then he, he, he moved, he lived with me for a year and then he got his own place when the schools opened up properly. Yeah. So so yeah, so you get to hang out with Marcus and Zach out there? Uh, um, not as much as I used to. Um, yeah. just because like uh, where I live and where they live is like an hour like oh, okay. difference. It's just yeah. kind of difficult. <laughs> it's they, like they across town, it. but still an hour away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just how it's like Chicago's built, and like yeah. so Chicago's just so like it's just it's large, like it's a very mm-hmm. large like spread out city. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, hopefully you guys can find some time, but I mean, it's really cool. You know, we can talk about, um, the show because I think what, what you guys bring, um, to the tabletop RPG actual play space for me and for other folks I know has been really special because, um, of the relationship that y'all have. Like, it's so (laughs) funny. It's so just like, it's just so great watching those stories unfold and listen to you the banter and like everything so um i mean obviously it's been you know a couple decades in in the making mm-hmm. but yeah you know <laughs> it's, what was it go ahead no it's, it's just funny because it's like um it's just like i just like you, like you say that like you say like it's been like a couple decades of banter and i'm like yeah and, I, and like it's just like i i don't like to portray myself as like the resident hothead but there's definitely moments in the show where i i just i just like i my mind is i'm like my brain's boiling because i get so annoyed and i'm just like i don't want to be that guy i don't want to yeah. be that guy but sometimes it just, it just comes <laughs> out because i'm just like I'm, i get really frustrated sometimes yeah <laughs> No, I got and it. And, like, and, and then it's, it's so funny too because like there'll be times where like I get like annoyed at Joe, and then I'm like, and then after I'm like, Joe, I'm sorry, I, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at like the situation, and you're, you're a great DM, you know. Like you know, we yeah. we, we, we all like make fun of you and put and prod you for being like a killer DM, but you're fine. You're doing great. And it's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I first started listening, that was one of the things that I just loved because that was like the same dynamic for for me and my friends just like talking shit to each other. Like we were playing a game this um past weekend and my buddy we were playing Delta Green, which is like mm-hmm. a horror um mm-hmm. realistic game. You only get like ten to fifteen hit points. Oh, yeah. Uh and everything is trying to kill you. And I'm very familiar. I, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I one thing you'll probably learn as we t- continue to talk is like I am very obsessive. So when yeah. I see a new system I like, I will <laughs> just i will usually buy it and yeah. then i'll and then it'll sit on my shelf i have like two or three like like game master books that i don't have not used i'm like well we could play this but yeah. then i have to teach them everything i don't really feel like doing that so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome but yeah so we were playing that game and he had gotten like his character had gotten attacked in a bathroom and so he was down a hit point or two he was down yeah, two hit points. And he's like, well, I play a doctor. Like in the meantime of this, like, I know we didn't say it, but like, could I have treated myself? I was like, sure. 
And then we rolled and it was a D4. And I was like, all right, you rolled a one. You still have one hit point off. He's like, I got fucking hit in the face. And I only have one hit point off. Like, that doesn't make any sense. How's that a fifth of my life? And I'm like, dude, it's a fucking game. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it just is what it is. This game is not meant to hold your hand and make you feel good, make you feel like an all-powerful fucking barbarian. This game is like something is going to kill you and you're going to go insane before you get to find out what it is. And he's just like, ah, this is fucking bullshit. Like, it's, like, okay. it's, like, it's, like, it's like, put yourself in that doctor's truth. If you, if you, you got hit in the face right now, would you still want to fight? No, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> like, fine. He broke your nose. It's not, I mean, you push it back together, but your eyes are still black and your nose fucking hurts. You're That's one pain. hit point. Yeah, it's still one hit point. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it just, it makes, you know, those moments are like, that's what I appreciated because it was like, oh yeah, this is like me and my best friend. Like, and he, he listens to the show too mm -hmm. and uh, is all caught up now. And he's same thing. He's like, dude, it's just so funny. Like, listen, <laughs> it's, it's just like us, which is why I always say like, I'm like an honor mem honorary member of the show. Cause like Joe and I literally talk almost every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and I just love you guys and I love the show and I just feel like I just want to be in every episode. So there you go. There <laughs> yeah. You go. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, no, it's, it's definitely a, like, it's, I mean, like if you got me here and like Joe told you, I was, I was the forever DM yeah. for 10 years for like 10 years before we even did this. And like, we had a campaign that lasted like three, four years before I kind of like, I kind of did an impromptu like hiatus. Cause I was like, I felt so burnt out. Cause it got yeah. to a point where like, I was just like, I don't know what to do with this anymore. Like it all has kind of got, it's all off the rails. Yeah. I'm making everything up now. I don't know where I'm going with this. So we're going to put it on hiatus. And then we started playing other games. And then, then Joe like was like, Hey, can I like do this show? I was like, yeah, let's do, let's do this show. Let's, uh, let's you do it. I'm very, and like Joe also like, um, when we first started doing these, I don't know if he mentioned this before. I might just repeat his story, but he was so adamant about not being a creative person. <laughs> that he's not going to be good at this, that he's not going to be able to play. Like he's not going to like have the ability to like role play and, and like, Oh, I don't know what I'll do. And like, it got kind of annoying because like when we first started, he was just, he would like, he would just get like inebriated. And he'd be like, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's my character. That's my character. I'm just, I'm just like this all the time. I'm like, yeah, but like, it's not fun. Like you're, not, you're I, I now I have to babysit you. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, but like, but then like, you know, in our other games, he just like, he just like, he made this evil sorcerer dude. And then, and then I love, I love inter character conflict a lot. Like that's my, that's my, that's my, that's my jam. That's yeah. my thing. I love when the characters have moral compasses and they do stuff. And uh, that evil character started getting like a lot of flack from all the other characters. <laughs> so then he, he's like, all right, I'm going to put this one to bed. I'm going to bring a new character. I'm like, that's great. That's great, Joe. Let's just keep, bring, keep bringing me more things to, to do to work with. Yeah. 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 And look at him now. And he's, you know, know. he's got, he's got like four or five voices he can do. <laughs> four <or five> voices. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Joe. Um, no, but I mean, I, I really do like, I think it, it's fun to watch the transition of like, episode one where everybody's just kind of like a little mm -hmm. bit wary like you know um you could tell like there's like we're doing this for recording and that's kind of weird and we're getting used to this to like where you are now mm -hmm. where like everybody feels way more comfortable mm -hmm. um even joe like freaking joe wrote like a scripted moment uh for one mm -hmm. of the episodes and then like i had him on a one shot and he played an amazing character uh i don't know if you listened to that one yet but he plays this um kobold summoner and it uh, was yeah, it was a ton of fun. Freaking rolled a crit, and 
nine did ninety damage. <laughs> the Kona Cold. Joe is very. I I didn't listen to that one yet, but I I will because I, I remember him telling about it. But like I just kind of like get lost in things sometimes. And yeah. um, <laughs> uh, but Joe is Joe and my brother are the type of players that I just I just like I'm just like yeah go for it go do whatever you're gonna do because it's like they're very min maxi yeah and like there's like bop i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna put this on top and go do this and like i remember one time when i was dming i had like a big bad and like i he i was like i I was building up to this guy for a long time and then they got to him and i was doing my whole speech i was doing the big bad speech and my bro was like i missed his step and i slashed him like fine we'll just (laughs) just start we'll just start fighting we're just gonna do this (laughs) All right, you don't get to, I I don't get to have fun, but yeah. I'm gonna make your life miserable now. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I think that there's like I can understand the argument around min maxing. Uh, I personally enjoy trying to just unload as much damage as possible, mm-hmm. but I also find it fun to like. I really want to play like a high intelligence mm-hmm. fighter that's not built for like an intelligence class, mm-hmm. um, but just like figures out interesting ways to just beat shit you know what i mean yeah like sets up traps and stuff before or like uses the environment like stuff like that like i would love to do that because i just think it'd be so much fun and like yeah he'd only have 12 strength um you know but it's fine got plus one we'd figure it out yeah we'd figure it out (laughs) uh (laughs) but yeah it is funny whenever like i don't know i think he's probably learned though now especially like okay as a dm like you gotta you gotta respect the, the dm you know what i mean coming back as a player <laughs> i'm sure he does i'm sure i'm for sure he's like he's just like i think there's moments where he's just like i i, I think i think he like asked me a few times like to be like hey do you like do you like do you want to take book two like do you want to do, do you want to like do it i was like I'll, i mean yeah if that's what you really want she's like it's like yeah like i don't know i just like i, I just kind of miss playing sometimes but like i feel that too where i like i like playing yeah but like i miss dming so much because when i'm dming i'm in there my i might you have my full attention i'm t- mm-hmm. i have talked to everybody when i'm playing i drift sometimes yeah i will i'll be drifting and i'm just like uh it's like i'm like I, and i don't want to i'm not trying to and like i also like like ask this to the group one time i'm like am i like talking too much sometimes when i role play because i feel like i like I, i've taken a lot of like the air time because like i used to edit the show too uh, like yeah. uh, before like joe like started doing it all by himself um and then like i used to edit and i when i was editing i was like man i talk a lot and, you know, like, the times where like i'm talking the entire almost 45 minutes recording and like my my brother or chris said like 15 minutes and i'm like i just i, I feel like i'm talking way too much and i feel like i'm stealing the show <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's tough to um because i i've definitely been in that same situation and i think it's hard because sometimes it's like when especially when you know the group like it's hard because you're like you anticipate people just not jumping in right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or only saying a little bit and it's like well all right well this is supposed to be entertaining for people's so like how do we continue to drive this cuz i think i mean role play like it's a role playing game right mm-hmm. role play is part of what makes it a fun listening experience for myself too like it's hard i'm the same way as a as a gm like i can pay attention i can you know track all this stuff i can come up with ideas on the fly mm-hmm. as a player i'm just like waiting for my turn to do something and sometimes i will like i'll listen back as on episodes where i was a guest on other shows and i'm like 
I do not remember him saying this thing. <laughs> like, oh, wow, that, okay, that was a conversation that happened. I yeah. fucking did not clue in on that. Good thing it wasn't directed at me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just one of those things of like, but at the same time, like, all right, if if I'm in a game, like, I want it to be engaging. I want it to be mm-hmm. like role play and stuff like that. And I'll, somebody's got to start it, right? Somebody just has to like, spark a conversation or create you know some kind of tension or whatever and so yeah but then it's like if people don't jump back in then it's like okay well i'm Mm -hmm. I'm still i'm still doing this guys so (laughs) Mm -hmm. help help me out please yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah Yeah, so when it came to your character you know what uh what was the inspiration behind making the character you made fidget um um well um well i don't really get to play a lot because mm-hmm. uh, i'm a dm um and so i typically like to like to make a lot of like magic characters just because it's yeah. like i feel like that's a, they're a little bit more dynamic in their role play and like but like i mean i i've i've, I've played other games like uh, where i've like been like a dynamic fighter and like, stuff like that but like i just yeah. feel like i i felt like with the group when we were all going through things i was like well you know everyone's all kind of like somber and like very just like unpleasant you know so like yeah. that's not, that, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like i was like i was like we need a face i was like we need a face but i don't want to be a bard because there's always a bard and, I, and like i like bards but like i'm not i, I don't want to be a bard i want like magic i want like crazy crazy powerful magic and i like and sorcerers are one of my favorite classes flavor wise as well because i just like the character that's just like hey i'm good at this but I'm only good at this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I don't know why I'm good at this, but I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then it was just, but like, I, I like also like, I guess, I guess like every other like TTRPG or it's just like, well, you got to give them a backstory and you better make it tragic. So like, so that we <laughs> DM can work with it. And I'm like, all right, I, I, I got some ideas. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, just from otherwise, we're just like wanting like a, a face for the group mm-hmm. and being someone kind of chipper and like and like flashy and just like, hey, how you doing? How's it going? You know, very like personal. Yeah. Um, but then I and then I think the whole like, I don't want to call it split personality thing. It's it's more just like it's it's kind of like become now a more of like a two souls one body thing. Yeah. Um, like I think that just kind of like. I, I, I honestly like i had the whole backstory about like fidget and like and beshi and like i and i had no i had i had kind of like an inkling that like i wanted like beshi like the original owner of the body to come back but i didn't know how i wanted to do that yet yeah and it wasn't until like fidget went down went down for real for the first time and i was like oh this is it i, I, I literally just i literally just like just like messaged you over discord as we were playing i was like i was like Hey, I'm doing this. Are you cool with this? Like, this, I'm doing this now. I'm like, <laughs> you just see him shaking his head on the camera. Just we, we don't play the cameras. We don't, we, don't, we don't play the cameras. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> and, and I'm like, obviously, people do it, and it works out. Mm-hmm. I've done it recently. Um, I just, for me, and maybe it's because I need like the cues, because mm-hmm. um, it just makes it easier for me. But like, it really helps me to see the people that I'm playing with. Mm-hmm. Um, to see their reactions and to see like when they stopped talking, actually, so I can like jump in there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
but you guys don't do it. Everelm podcast, Everelm adventures. Y'all don't do it either. I don't know why. Uh, Never. Yeah. Look I at mean, each I other, think, guys. <laughs> just I look mean, at each other. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with setups. Yeah. Uh, some people just like, I mean, I'm working off of a laptop. Like yeah, my Chris works off his uh he has a two monitor computer for work that he has mm-hmm. at his house. He uses Joe Joe just bought a desktop. Like he was yeah. working on laptops too. Um, like my brother, he I think my brother uses Discord on his phone. Like he, he doesn't really, he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. use Discord on his on his laptop. I think the same goes with Zach because Zach Zach's always fiddling. Zach is like a Zach is really like his character in real life where he just, yeah he just fidgets and messes and just tinkers with stuff all the time. So that's why on some, there's on some days on some recordings his audio is all fucked up, and there's other days where it's fine. It's because like he was doing something with that computer, or like that day his computer just crashed and like he has to find a fix. And I, I mean, I like he's like he's a great he's he's like he's great he's super creative. He has he's always his mind's always expanding, always doing that. But like he has like uh, he he just his brain just like it's like he's like I need to I need to do this now. I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, for so, sure. So. Yeah, but I mean, but I think we've always, I mean, like we've, I mean, we've never been the ones to, we've never been the ones to like chat on chat on like video. Yeah. Uh, the only the only time we use video is like when we like do our when we have like uh, when the couples are on, you know, <laughs> and, like yeah, when yeah. everyone's together because it's like you know old like you know everyone wants to like to kind of see how everyone's doing, but when it's just yeah. like us and we we get together at least like maybe um, we we used to get together like at least maybe once or twice a week to also play on Xbox and also or also other stuff and we would just never turn the camera on like we just it just wasn't our thing. Yeah, I mean I like I get it in that case. I don't know. I mean I get it all. I'm just complaining because I can. Uh, <laughs> it's my show. I, I mean, I, I, mean I mean like <laughs> I mean now that you mentioned it, I'm just like I'm I'm also just like that is actually a really good idea. We should have our cameras on because like it would be great to just like to see reactions and to like actually you know, seeing when people are talking or not talking instead yeah. of just like trying to talk over each other all the time. Yeah, seriously. My best, yeah, back to my best friend again. Um, he, his computer broke. So he, he's been playing off of his laptop. So even though he has on his um, like desktop when I was working, uh, microphone and uh, webcam and stuff, like he, he just doesn't use it anymore. And so sometimes <laughs> we'll be playing and I'm like, I'll have said like this great monologue. And then I'm like, uh, Miguel. You get motherfucker, <laughs> and he's like <laughs> gone doing something. Like, <laughs> I wish your camera was on right now so I could see you not here instead of fucking making that monologue. See, that's why. That's why I, I, I love my <laughs> I love my headphones because they're, yeah. they're they're wireless, they're Bluetooth, and it's yeah. like I I get to I get to still be a part of the action, and I'll I'll walk away, and I'll <laughs> I'll go to the bathroom real quick, or I'll I'll go get water, and I'll come back, and it's like the, the, there's so much. There's sometimes there'll be so much dead, dead air when I, I I used to edit out because it's like they'll be like Nathan, I'm like I'm like and I'm, and I'm like and then all of a sudden you hear like I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the way, I'm on the way. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I just think it helps in that way and especially yeah i don't know maybe it'll keep zach more engaged from messing around with his lighter and stuff impossible yeah it's impossible for sure yeah (laughs) it it was fun it was a great interview zach's fun obviously he inspired me he was he inspired my first ever fan art um i know talking about that yeah uh but i mean yeah it's just it's so much fun like the i i'm excited for y'all to come back but in the meantime 
because I mean, Joe talked about it already, but you know, because he's he's now a daddy. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all are gonna play some Monster of the Week. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like my uh, it's it's honestly it's like my. I feel like I, I feel like I, I enjoy it more than any other RPG. Honestly, yeah. it's just like it's just it's like my I I love I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love mm. I love Supernatural. I love those type of shows. I, I love I'm watching I'm rewatching X Files right now. And I'm yeah. just like I love those shows where it's just like there's no like like uh, I think that's where I have like my main problem with a lot of like like shows now when it comes to supernatural stuff or spooky stuff. It's like it's like episode one to episode 12 it's all one story cut cut and cut and close and i'm just like cool great but like it's you it's a lot of build-up and something doesn't cut it but like a lot of these like monsters of the week shows like buffy the vampire slayer or like supernatural is like hey we got a monster find it identify yeah. it get rid of it and i'm just like i love that short yeah. sweet just like punch you're done yeah and monster week really emulates that and it has one of the most uh, have you ever like seen it or like looked at it at all? I have like looked that? at it. Yeah, it's I love the character sheets yeah. so much because they're so easy for like newbies to learn. And like yeah. if, if, I, if I introduce people to, to RPGs in general, I usually do Monster of the Week because it's just it's just check boxes. You just check what you like. That's what you get. You need two D6. Yeah. That's it. That's all it, you need. Is that the first PBTA game that you played? Uh, powered by the apocalypse that yes. system yeah <laughs> yes sorry, <I'm> not... <laughs> yeah. uh, so you saw you saw the gears turn yeah. i was like mm. yeah, yeah that is that is it's actually the only uh it's the only it's the only powered by apocalypse game i played okay uh, yeah but I, yeah i enjoy it a lot that's uh, awesome yeah so do you have like a separate gaming crew out there in chicago that you play with not yet no it's the pandemic has kind of like really shut down like meetings and all that kind of stuff and i find it very difficult to try to like put myself out there yeah i i i did it's just i also find i, I also like i want to play but i find it really hard to play with strangers mm-hmm. and i think and i think it's because i have this great repertoire with my friends yeah it's, it's really hard to try to like force that with other people and then also like i also find i find it very difficult to to dm or gm for strangers for for strange for a group of strangers who are also all strangers yeah uh, for sure. because I, I i i used to i i'm part of a few like uh uh D discords and like i put myself out there one time and i got a few people and it just kind of like it was kind of a mess because like one person was really into role playing and they wanted like a dedicated role playing channel and it's like oh they're like oh whenever like you know we're not playing we'll just like chat and role play here i'm like that's like so like like those old forum stuff like i, yeah. I used to do that like I, I i used to be on like you know back on the on the old like gateway computers and like i used to go on guy online and like do that kind of cringy shit you yeah. know because i was just like <laughs> i was a book nerd so like i wrote a lot too i still write yeah. um but like um and so like but then like and then like but then that person fell out because they didn't where they weren't like they didn't feel like they were getting the kind of role playing they wanted and i was like that's that's a valid thing to say like you're not getting what you want from this group it's okay to leave you don't have to like explain yourself further that's fine like no one's hurt but there was this but there were these two players who were sisters and whenever they'd play whenever there was a problem like like an like an equipment problem they started yelling at each other and screaming at each other and i'm just like this is not i didn't sign up for this i didn't sign up (laughs) for like just to be a passenger in your dynamic (laughs) yeah 
So I kind of, I kind of squashed it because I was like, I was like, I'm not feeling this guys. And also I was also moving at the time too. So like, it was the perfect opportunity to be like, I'm moving. I got to shut it down. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but I mean, I, I, I'm like, I, I have, I like to, I also, I like to DM for other, like, I, I like to DM for people who are friends because mm-hmm. that's fine. Like I, I don't mind being the stranger because that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's perfectly fine with me. But like, yeah, I don't have a in-person group yet. Um, I really want to though. I've been, I put my feelers out with some people at work and I feel like I might, I might get something soon, but you know, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough. I agree that I'm the same way. Like I would never, I was asking somebody, cause I was just like thinking about like things I could do in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, writing is probably going to be the main thing that I do outside of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like jobs now, like people get hired to be professional GMs and I'm like, you know, I'm not like, I don't think that I'm the best in the world, but I think that I'm a pretty decent person at doing this thing. Yeah. And uh, I was like, my friend was like, maybe you should do that. And I was like, yeah, you know, one, that's a lot of time to commit Two, (laughs) I don't like strangers that much. Like, unless I've chosen (laughs) to talk to you, like, unless I went out of my way to be like, let's have a conversation. I really don't like it just stresses me out. It gives me anxiety. So I don't want to create anxiety for myself every week of like, oh, I could plan this story, but like, who knows like what this fucking person is <laughs> going to do in this situation. Um, you know, and yeah, it's yeah, just, I'm, that's too much. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, I, I'm literally looking at my, at my, uh, my bookmarks like bar on my, on my browser right now. And there's one that says, start playing games and yeah. it's a website i think you might you might know about it but it's a website where you can basically you can like pay a dm to yeah. to do games but you can also like put yourself out there and as an ad and be like hey like i dm i have this many years experience here's what i want to do and like i'm like i'm always just like every every so often i look at it go back on that website make my make my page and everything i'm like and i'm like my fingers on the button to like to to do it to, to launch it and for people to like and for people to see it i'm just like I don't know if I can do it. Like, I like, cause like, it's a lot of time to commit. And then it's also like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very passionate person. If I have no passion in it, it's not going to be good. And I don't want to put out something that's good. You know, that that's also my yeah. thing too. For sure. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, you know, and speaking of which, like you mentioned doing like theater stuff, when did you start mm-hmm. doing that? Was that not until college or when did you start like, uh, I started in high school. In high school, yeah, yeah. I was uh, my 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 parents were very much like, you're ha- you have you you have to do something. Like they're like they're like you can't just go to school and come home. You have to have some kind of extracurricular thing. Like go join clubs, go do this. And I was like, well, all my friends don't go to the school, and I'm shit at sports. And so <laughs> and like <laughs> and my big thick ass like my dumpster goggles like, for glasses. Like I I'm not gonna be good at any kind of sport. So I, and then it has happened. Like I, I also was like, uh, my, uh, I was really into like musicals. Like, mm-hmm. like that was, that was a big thing that like my parents, like my, that my grandparents also took us to a lot. Um, and that my freshman year of high school, the spring musical was Greece. Okay. So it was a great, it was a great header. It was a great, you know, I was like, Oh, I know that that's familiar to me. So I auditioned. And then after I auditioned, I kind of like, I got into the ensemble. And after that, it was just kind of, dead on like if i would always i would always audition for the musical and the play and if i didn't get to one i would join the tech crew and okay. so like so i built a lot of sets i painted a lot of stuff i got to i learned how to use power tools um 
I got into some stuff. I directed a few things in high school and like I, I wrote a few things in high school. And then like when I got into college, I joined like the college community theater. Uh, I did a kid's show. I did like this. I did. Did you ever have like, like when you're in like elementary school or middle school, did you ever have like college kids come to your school and do a shitty production of something and it's the, for some message that was like, don't do drugs, don't join gangs, don't, don't, don't. No, it's possible. I'm trying to. I like the all, my only memories of like weird play stuff as a kid was I was in a play uh, mm-hmm. in a theater here in in town, um, and I played a Mexican kid, oh. and uh, one of the kids farted. Like that was part of his like scene. He farted, mm-hmm. and, and I said, I said, you. He threw a pedal, and that was that was my line. <laughs> <laughs> that was my line. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, so, it. Uh, that's my cringy uh, drama drama uh, story. It all, it like, all, sex. It, it all leads to this. It all <laughs> yeah. lead to, it all led to this. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I was super into it, and then like, and then I was in college, and I was in like my first like full like college production or something, and I got like it was my first ever lead too, and I was like a villain, and I like, I was like, it was the the play was called Mousetrap, and it was like this old like murder mystery thing. Okay, and I, and I was like the murderer, and like, um, so yeah, so I, yeah, I, I, I did all that, and then like, I just kind of stopped because like then like then I stopped going to that school just because of like you know reasons, um, and I, I just at that point, I, I, but also was just like I was like, I, I, in my my whole college time was very just like very lost, just wandering, doing different things, just because like I don't know where I wanted to go, I don't know what I wanted to do, I just kept doing things that interested me, but I was like, this interests me, I like this, but like as a hobby. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have any passion in this. I don't want to like, and I like also was like, I was not, I wasn't enticed by the actor lifestyle of like, I just want my big break. I'm like, that's, that's, that's not, that's not, that's too much writing as there's too much of my life writing on that big break. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's cool. It definitely has translated into, um, into the game. Do you, do you feel like you get, a lot of inspiration from from that time or do you think you get more inspiration from just running games for the guys over the years um it definitely made it easier it, yeah. ma- it made it easier because uh i you know when you do theater you have to also like learn how to improv because it's like mm-hmm. you have to improvise if you forget your lines yeah uh, you know or so it's uh, stuff like that and you know and then like you know it's also helps with speaking you got to project you got to speak eloquently enough to like you know and like just like you know, talk really fast. You have to speak so people can understand you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then also, like, I don't know. I got. I. I like. I. I was into a lot of cartoons, and also was like into a lot of stuff. So like that really got me into like the idea of voice acting. So like, I. You know, when I play games with the guys, like I'm really, really vocal, and like I do yeah. a lot of stuff. I do a lot of sound effects. I do a lot of like different voices. Do little monster voices. I just. I kind of. I go like like crazy. Like it's yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. It's um, you guys played um, like a Hell Knight. Uh, em- what was it? The Emerald Spire. Emerald Spire. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the Super um, Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and did you play another campaign after that or before that? I forget. Emerald Spire was like our baby for a long time. Yeah, uh, that was our thing, and like it was like we would play like we would do like 10 hour sessions that's the dream 
we would, uh, yeah, but then, yeah. Like, I, then I would get burned out because I'm just like, yeah, because then I'll be like, well, I, you guys, like, I had to write a whole new section because I thought you were going to do this thing, but you decided to do a whole other thing, so I had to come with it on the spot. And, like, there would there be breaks, there'd be like hour, two hour breaks where I'm like, all right, guys, I, I, I removed like the big dry erase play map. I'm like, all right, guys, give me like an hour to go translate the dungeon map onto this thing, and then yeah. uh, we'll be ready to go again. <laughs> um, um, after that, though. I kind of did a full transition into Starfinder. We did Star. We, okay. we we did we did a we did book one of Starfinder, and I thought it was really cool. Um, uh, and we played the one I think it was called Attack of the Swarm, and it's a very much like it's a very uh, like starship troopers aliens mm. thing where it's like hey there's these alien bugs that are just gonna just destroy your planet and like it's a and like i like the i like the book the first book of attack swarm because it's like your soldiers you're trying to defend your planet from this but the planet is is lost you have now you have to escape mm-hmm. and it's like they're they're basically running through a frozen wasteland and it's like all right you're running you're running all right Hour two, roll me another con save. Oh, yeah. you're fatigued. Oh, you're fatigued. Oh, you got frostbite. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, ah, this is this is lovely. But yeah. it's just, but like a lot of more great moments came for that. And then after that, I really started delving deep into into homebrew, um, into doing my own thing because I was like, really, I was like, well, I was like, well, I know enough of Dungeon Dragons Fifth Edition where I feel confident enough to write my own story. And I and I I don't really care for the Forgotten Lands like setting. Mm-hmm. I am infatuately in love with Eberron. Mm-hmm. Eberron is like my thing. It's like there's no like real like moral compass for a lot of the things. There's there's no like there's no like defying like like there's no like chaotic evil things. There's like there's no like there's everything is just like hey, we all have our different motives and that's what drives us. It's not like, yeah. oh, I'm naturally evil. I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's like, like no, I'm Eber- hungry. <laughs> exactly, yeah, right? <laughs> um, but like in Eberron, it's where my thing is like, it's more important where you came from than what you are, basically. Because it's all yeah. like, Eberron's a setting, it's like a war-torn continent that has like two years of uneasy peace. Mm-hmm. And everyone, and the war is still, fr- and like that, that's one of the biggest questions when you're making a character. It's like, hey, the war ended two years ago. What were you doing during the war? Like, like, what was your role? Were you a soldier? Or did you know someone was a soldier? Like, like, what, like, what happened? And it's like, and it's like, it's just all these like really cool things of like of the aftermath of that, and like just trying to re- rebuild a society or rebuild a, a people, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it. I, and I also love it because it's like it, it introduces this whole like patron system where it's like, hey, you guys have jobs, so like, go do your job. Like, and like, when we played, when we played that, they all decided to work for a newspaper. Okay. <laughs> and, and it's like it's the best it's the it's the coolest thing because like one of them is like he's like a he's like a uh crime de- like a crime writer like he like follows crimes and writes them another is like a food fucking zach's character is a food critic and he's of just, he's just, of he's just like <laughs> he's a food and travel critic and it's just like it's the best uh but you know it's all these like all these like just like they all have their own little things but they became a reporting team so they can go and like uh go to different nations and like see what's up and then like i had like a whole like underlying plot thing that that's kind of there and then they they kind of found like the they found like the little sticky note that's like oh there's more so uh and then like that kind of went on that's on hiatus while we while we film makers misfits yeah yeah dang yeah that sounds fun though 
Eberron, I agree. When I first learned about Eberron, that was mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm. time I ever learned about D&D. Not the mm-hmm. first time, but like first time I ever had got the chance to play. Mm-hmm. And man, I mean, like it was just so cool. The, how You know, having the orcs the way they are, uh, introducing the shifters and the changelings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah. And then just like and the freaking Warforged. Um, it's so cool. It's just it's just yeah. so cool. And like and like what I love, I love going on like D and D Twitter and like looking at art and like people are just like, hey, why does Warforged have to be humanoid? And I saw one dude, it was like a human like a human torso, but had six swords for legs, like like a spider. And I was like, that's cool. I yeah. would allow that. That's a dope boss. Like that's that's a cool boss that they would fight. A fucking yeah. spider leg sword forge with like swords. That's great. That's crazy. Hell yeah. They could do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh God, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean it it really is like once you start to get creative and, and kind of think outside the restrictions of mm-hmm. the game, right? That's kind of where it gets a little bit um Tricky, I think, sometimes for people, but yeah, mm. I love it to see when people really open up uh, about that stuff because it, it makes some cool shit for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of the restrictions of the game, so I like one of the things that Joe and I have talked about a lot was like the very obvious lack of representation when it mm-hmm. comes to fantasy games, um, mm-hmm. and especially for you know Hispanic people, Latin. Yeah. Um, so, like, do you feel like that was something that you ever? personally noticed and if so like when do you think that that kind of clicked for you um well i'm a very i'm a very i find myself in a very unique position a lot of the times um i i'm mixed and i am i am very i am very very white passing yeah so <laughs> no one no one ever is never no one ever like thinks of I that I am but because of that like my own identity as like as like a Mexican as like a the person of like you know color kind of mm-hmm. I guess you know I mean I said that's how I see myself and like that's how I act and it's like that's how I who I am you know yeah like, I, you know um but like I I have like same as like you know maybe like Joe like they never see themselves but like I for me I'm doubly I've never seen someone who's like me who's like mixed to this extent and who mm-hmm. has like the same kind of tissues, but like I do kind of, but I do wish there was more like, like stuff. But like I'm also like, I mean, like even in modern day, a lot of like things today still get it wrong. But like there are things that are out there that like really touch me and make me feel like, oh wow, this is like, this is like a part of me that like you know maybe I don't really understand. But like a lot of people who, who are like you know. I guess more Mexican that they do understand that they do get it, you know? Um, and like, I don't know, like for, and like, I guess I'm also a very like a detached person, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but like, I tend to like very detach myself, my own personal feelings when it comes to content that I like, because yeah. I, cause just cause like sometimes I find myself really disappointed with stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, it is, but like, I mean, I guess I am like, I guess the one thing I, uh, though like yeah it's just it's hard it's 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 difficult to find the things it's i love to find the things when i do when i find that are like you know of like latin culture or latinx culture um but there's, it's just so hard because i just feel like a lot of other cultures just like drown us out a lot because i feel like mm-hmm. it's just like a lot because i just feel like a lot of people are more vocal and like or they try to be more vocal mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting to kind of see like how games are, are working around it um, mm-hmm. 
Because like Paizo, for instance, has done a, um, more stuff recently for mm. creating representation of black characters in their games. Um, yeah. And they're still moving in that direction. Like the next Lost Omens book that they announce is going to still be in the same continent as Amoenga Expanse. So part of that's uh-huh. still like quote unquote Africa continent. Yeah. Um, and I mean, which I love to see, but yeah, it's one of those things like the, you know, I, I hope that they continue to to do it. It looks like they are, but like the guy that runs the Lost Omens book section of the books is, is named Luis. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder like what he's, you know, how he feels like just sitting there just like, man, I just fucking want to just do like. <laughs> like yeah. a hispanic game like or yeah. you know cultures like represent that yeah and it's like it's i don't know if you ever noticed this but like it's something that i've always kind of noticed like i think more recently than anything but it's just like and also like a lot of like when it comes to hispanic cultures like you think of like the aztecas or the mayans and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but like when it comes to like fantasy things especially like like Dungeons and dragons or even like they do it in, and they do it in i don't know if, if you're familiar with warhammer at all like all those games uh vaguely yeah like yeah, i but like no yeah, never played but it. like i'm not talking about like warhammer 40, 40k but like the like the fantasy of warhammer yeah. but like a lot of times they will use like mayan or azteca like imagery but then associate it with reptiles mm, yeah. so it's just like you know because like the whole yon t thing in dungeon and dragons is like it, it's all aztec pyramids but it's like snake people ah and then, <laughs> yeah. and then like and then in in warhammer in the warhammer fantasy game uh the lizard folk all all the which are, which I, i'm conflicted i'm very conflicted because they're dope ass dinosaur people yeah. like you they say lizard folk but they're dinosaurs yeah. and but it's all <laughs> yeah. like but it's all like the whole mayan pyramids and like azteca like clubs and everything like that it's just like it's for me i'm just like fuck that's so cool but i'm just like but i'm also just like lizard people again like, just like, yeah. it's like again and they, it happened again like they, they're doing it again yeah um, it's like, like constantly it's, just missing the mark yeah but that's the thing too like even like even like just like like lizard or reptilian folks are always like subjugated to like swamps and stuff or like arid areas and i'm just like well that's like central america so it's just like that's just they just always kind of get shoved into the same thing and i'm like you know yeah it's or yeah or in a lot of books like treated as kind of you know less than Mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. uh very othered in that way um yeah and i mean obviously it's like I, i'm glad i'm not in charge of having to write all that stuff because <laughs> it's complicated right because it's not just mexicans or whatever. like mm-hmm. it's there's a multitude of cultures that are representative of you know what we call uh uh latin latinx so it's like yeah you know how do you create the situation without making it a monolith and um yeah, it's uh like I said, I'm glad I don't have to do it. And uh <laughs> it's very it's very it's very <laughs> Luis, if you're listening, I love to talk about it. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it's it's one of those things, yeah. I think it's it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. I I hope that something comes soon. Um because I think it's important, you know. Mm-hmm. I think everybody deserves to see themselves in the games that we love and play and and I know plenty of people who are not white for who play these games and um you know are still yeah. very disappointed in a lot of times <laughs> yeah it's unfortunate mm-hmm. but you know what's another pbta game about mexico is called cartel and it's i have the book i haven't had the chance to play yet but it looks fucking awesome oh yeah is it is it just like uh is it just so, straight up just like just <laughs> Like two D six, play 
playbooks yeah like you play as cartel members you could play like uh, as a sicario you could play as like a like a street level gang member you could play as like um uh i don't remember the name of it the playbook but like you could play as like somebody who like runs like mm-hmm. a neighborhood or whatever um and yeah and you just like get into some fucking crazy drama you can wow. play as like the spouse of of like a high level cartel person uh it's Another one that's just like similarly like very cool, very violent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a good chance you won't survive if you get into some shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I I literally just like Google it right now. So I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at like the artwork and the oh the yeah, the like, yeah, that's that's I mean it's a beautiful art. It's very beautiful art. Yeah, I, lo- I love I love a good I love a good book with art, man. Yeah, I just sometimes I'll just buy a book just to just to look at the art and not even play it. yeah what other what other games do you have on your shelf that you still want to get into um i have well of course monster of the week i have one call i have call of cthulhu okay um i liked it yeah i don't know if i ever play it It seems really complicated a lot more complicated than i thought it was going to be um uh, i have oh my god i think i don't know if i can remember it um i have this one not a book but it's like it's like a oh here it is it's called Heart, the City Beneath. Um, I don't own the I don't own like the real book, but I own like a I oh I bought like the the PDF. Yeah. Um beautiful art. It's really cool setting. It's kind of like you are it's another it's another one of those things where like I like it when a when a game just like is like, hey, this is your character. What are your goals? Like that, mm-hmm. like that, that literally the, the, it was like he, here's your character type. You're you're like this like you're like this ghost foot soldier. What is your goal? Like what? Like what are you doing? What are you trying to do in this mission? Kind of thing. Yeah. And the whole the whole the whole concept is this: like um, you you you're you're a crew of delvers, and you are journeying beneath beneath to look for something called the heart, which is like beneath this like really tall city, and the heart is like this like like reality warping, almost like a live entity that is just like changing the underground all the time and making like these crazy like cityscapes where people live or like these like amazing dangerous under uh, underground jungles. It's it is kind of, and you're, you're just like delving deeper and deeper. And as you go deeper, like the, 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 the environment changes more and more drastically. Um, and it's like, and it's one of those games where it's like, you will, you might not survive this. Yeah. And like, they even have like, uh, they have these. Th- each character has like has a zenith ability, which is like your your catch all ability. Like you can use this ability, and you will ensure that your group survives and moves on to the next level. But you will not survive, or you will change unrecognizably. And something like one is like there's there's like I forget what the class is called, but one is like I said ghost foot shelter, which is really like you're you're literally like a foot soldier with a badge. It's not your name or number. But like, as like you go down, like, and as you keep on progressing, like you start to lose your sense of self and you start to become whoever that badge was before. And okay. it's like, and then, at, and like one of your Zenith abilities, like you summon like the rest of your squad, but you forget your sense of self and you go back into, but then you go back into the void with your squad. Cause that's who you were the whole time. Kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's like stuff like that, where it's like you, you pull off these crazy, ridiculous stunts and abilities, but you're not going to survive. You're yeah. doing it for you're doing it so your squad, so you're the rest of your your crew can move on. Um, That's yeah. pretty cool. Is that like a indie game that you found, or? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I can. It's by Rowan Rook and Descartes. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just like we just let me just 
I mean, given like your creative background, mm-hmm. have you ever considered making a game? I have a document. Nice. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> I, I I bounce stuff idea. I bounce ideas off. Like me, Zach is like Zach. Me and Zach are like we are a bombshell, just like waiting to happen. Like like we're we're like we're like each other's muses. Yeah. Like like we That's we dope. will sit together and we'll bounce ideas off each other. We want to do stuff. We talked about like make like filming stuff. We've thought about writing our own like our own scripted like radio show podcast. We talked about like we, we wrote it. We wrote an ad together for our show. Uh, that I don't know if it ever got used, uh, but it's there. It's somewhere. It's somewhere out there. Yeah. Um, uh, we started talking about making a board game together, and like it was. It's just like I just we just have ideas and we just bounce ideas off. But like I just don't like my problem is is that like I have a lot of projects that I just don't finish. And like, yeah. and like, I just need a. I, I, it's just that thing where like I just need to buckle down and like find one that I like and just just finish it, and then and then like and then rewrite it and then do it again until I like it. Do you like? Do you work better if you have like a deadline for stuff? Like a self imposed deadline? No, because I'm just like I'm just like yeah. Well, I'm my own boss, so fuck that guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I ask because um, there's like different creators on uh, itch.io where you could like put out an indie game mm-hmm. um you can even put out for like free if you want to or pay what you want um mm-hmm. and they do game jams so you have like a month's time or whatever to create this game using the parameters that they give you mm-hmm. um and i did that recently and i found personally because it was like there was like a <laughs> it was like only on a weekend that they were doing the first one and um i interviewed the person who was putting it on like two days before it started or the day after it started, something like that. Yeah. And I was like, uh, all right. Yeah. Fucking I'm going to do a game. And <laughs> yeah. And so it's really cool. Like you can, um, get into it and then you can kind of see like whatever the people are working on and the other ideas. Um, for this one specifically, uh, they are using the Caltrip core system, which is a system that, uh, was made by the creator, um, Titanomic RPG. Mm-hmm. And, it's like uses D4s and it's like a very simple, easy to use system to build a new game. Um, yeah. But there's other ones too that are like, you know, create a hack for the game that somebody else has already made or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's like different things like that. But maybe that might be a good way to kind of at least <laughs> grease the wheels and like get it. You know yeah. what I mean? No, that, like, that's, oh shit, I kind of have to. The, I didn't know about that. That's I, 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 I literally just looked up itch.io yeah. and I'm like, it's, it seems oh, yeah. like. Welcome to the. Um, online shopping for indie games because yeah. that's going to be a thing now yeah no i think it's gonna you you might have unlocked something bad for me but you know i'll deal with it when i'll deal with it later yeah. i'll this is future nathan's problems this is, <laughs> this is current this is current nathan's obsession yeah so and i mean yeah there's yeah i don't know we can talk no, about cool. it offline yeah, but no. yeah i mean it's it's one of those things i think it would be really cool especially for uh, somebody like you that is creative that has all these ideas, I think it helps to accomplish one and then go, oh yeah, okay, I can do another one. Because that's what happened with me. Mm-hmm. I made a one-page RPG and then I was like, I can make a 60-page game. <laughs> I haven't made that 60-page game, but my brain <laughs> is like, no, you're going to do it now because you yeah, made one RPG, so clearly you mm-hmm. have to do more. Just keep yeah. doing it. So. Well, cool, man. Well, thank you um, so much. I think that's probably where we're going to end the recording. But, you know, thanks Sweet. again for coming on. Um, everybody, please go check out Makers Misfits. Uh, it is such a fun podcast. You can hear um, Nate and all the guys 
uh, give Joe a hard time, which is the best. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. No problem. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. Until next time.